spidey senses tingling. Relevant show. That voice you just heard, Slim. That's right, Slim. Welcome back, Dale. Thank you. We got a Reign of the Replacements is still happening right now. Episode 49. Hosts are dropping like flies. You know? That's what happens. Paperkeg.com, welcome to the podcast. You know, we we talk about comic book industry news. The books we're reading, new and old. You know? We have a book club this week. Yes, we do. Something I bet you $10 you've never heard of. Until now. What's the book club, Dale? Remind, or remind, as people like to say. I spent about ten minutes on this book trying to figure out how to say the title. That's right. It's all in the, it's all in the caps. And I'm still not sure. How to pronounce it. We'll just ask the guy if we ever talk to Papercake.com. Check it out. We'll also read your letters to close out the show. Letters at papercake.com. Uh, for those that have been listening, you know, we lost a host. He was uh, our token black host. Yeah. Was. Hashtag rest in peace, Mark. Uh, so we're running the gamut for replacement host to be revealed next episode. Paper keg 50. We're, we're getting so close to the number 50, to the end of this journey. We're at the tip. We're at the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Should we good. announce the 50th, 50th comic at the end of the show or no? 50th book club. Yeah, why not? All right, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, Mark Farrington is being replaced. We have some some stellar guest hosts this evening. Mm-hmm. You know? Legends, if you will. <laughs> uh, some might recognize this man from both men, technically. Uh, from their work on the webcomic Echo Rift. Uh, emailed the show previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, one man, the mastermind of the Reign of the Replacement covers. And our new logo, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Twitter logo. Don Garvey, welcome to the show. It is an honor to be here. I know. You should be honored. I am. Thank you for admitting that you're being honored. Oh, my God. By being here. Here we go. Uh, EchoRift.com, right? Is it .com? It is .com. It is .com. Uh, Not only is Don Garvey here, internet marketing mastermind himself, we have his cohort on the Echo Rift. The guy who does all the elbow work, drawing, hurry. I call him M. Yeah. M. Connolly. Mcon, Mcon, Mcon. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> I think Good evening. Should. I think you should. Welcome, welcome Thank to the show. You. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Uh, Echo Rift. Tell us about Echo Rift, Don Garvey. Echo Rift is a big science fiction adventure story. It's a web it, comic, right? It is a web comic, sort of. Um, we are really making it for um, digital and print, mm-hmm. and uh, we were publishing it to the web. In order to sort of generate some excitement, generate I like some your interest. style. And uh, but right now we we chilled out a little bit. What happened was we got excited. We started publishing pages to the web. You had to pull out. Well, <laughs> we we were letting that schedule right. dictate the comic, and it was you know we, we were finding ourselves making changes to pages and and cheaping out on art and doing some other things. Mm-hmm. So we said, you know what, we got to go back to basics. Got to go back to the, with the big goal in mind, which is right. 
big beautiful graphic novel digital print and uh and then you know regroup a bit so mm-hmm. no work has stopped mike's hustling constantly drawing he looks like he's hustling right he now is. he's, be- he's actually that beard. being given a night off yeah up in the mountains hustling <laughs> sounds he's a mountain dirty. man he's a mountain and man. possibly <laughs> illegal <laughs> any kind of hustling that happens in mountains i absolutely uh, think of deliverance meth hustling yeah yeah all right well if you're into the hustling you know i won't take it take it against you mm-hmm. dale you're you're here you're, be here. You've been called the podcast bad boy. Mm. Still what? rings true. Last week you had a a, a a new nickname, but I won't bring it up. <laughs> Very right. controversial. We talked about Peter Panzerfaust. Oh yeah, remember yeah, that? No, I don't remember you that. You blocked actually. it out mentally. I did block it out. So you uh, let's you know the new listeners. You're you know you're into the microbrew, right? Yeah, yeah. You're a big definitely. fan. I like microbrew. I like supporting local breweries uh, like, near and far. Right. Locally. You like Game of Thrones. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> You're a big fan. Storm of Swords right now. <laughs> my heart. Do Game you have of Thrones like the, in my heart. Is there like a soundtrack happening? Or there, is there like music that you listen to when you read that book? Or is this one of your audiobooks? This is one of my audiobooks, yeah. So, I mean, but even after I shut it off. I you mean, weep? Old Man Roy. I like to call him. He's the one guy who reads the book to me. I just put on the old Pro Call Harem. Me and Roy just sing it in my <laughs> desk all day. <laughs> Who does the voice for the books? Roy something? Roy you just call him Roy. Roy the trees? The trees. Is that French for Roy the tree or something? Yes. You're right. You are a French master. I, I and appreciate you it. Just guessed. I have been studying <laughs> the French and their language, and I think I've mastered it. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff happening. You know, this Good week show. we'll talk about Remind. Something I didn't even know about existed. You know, it was suggested, and I almost deleted the email. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, no shenanigans with we'll you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a straight shooter, my friend. Right. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, how about this Comixology business, huh? 50 million downloads. Did you guys see this? Disclaimer, I work for Comixology. Big time. 50 million. 50 mil. Very real. You know? What are, what are your thoughts on that, Don Garvey? I think it's a sign that this is... This is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I like hearing that it's additive, which is even cooler. Right. But, uh, but either way, I mean, it's definitely these tablets are made for comics. Yeah. And it's 50 amazing. mil. I denied there'd be any use for the iPad and being <laughs> Now look at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're in the mountains hustling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of people love Guided View. I, when I came out of the company, I was stunned that people use Guided View as much as they do. I think there's a huge portion that. Love guided view. My kids love it. Really they love it. Hmm. My wife was using it on her Kindle Fire when she back when she used her Kindle Fire. Oh boy, rest in peace, Kindle. Fire. Uh, right before she discovered Pinterest, uh, and then the Kindle Fire is just collecting dust in the house. And now your marriage is falling apart. <laughs> you Pin- need you need guided view on a Kindle Fire. Um, I, I should, I, or a magnifying glass. I, it really improves the experience. I respectfully disagree with your wrong opinion. Okay, fair enough. Jeez, um, oh, <laughs> no, I. I don't think I've ever actually read a whole lot of comics on the Kindle Fire. She started to do it without, but I think Lock and Key maybe has a lot of double-page spreads. Or the mm-hmm. lettering mm-hmm. is smaller, so she then moved into the guided view. 50 mil. That's pretty big time. Yeah. I mean, I remember my first comic download on Comixology was, was like, was was oh, man, it was great, and there's not another one. I checked just recently. It was. It's it? called, like, FCHS. It's like this high school drama <laughs> comic. It's in black and white and is like really serious like hmm. tone to it. It was really good, but I, I haven't seen anything since from the, them. And it was a free one. 
Uh-huh. And uh, it was like the one of five comics you can get in Comicsology at the time. Do you remember my first one? Yes, I do. The <laughs> Walking Dead number one. Read it on an iPhone. See? I read like the first 20 issues of The Walking Dead on an iPhone. Man. Wow. Weird, right? It is weird. It's very satisfying. That's it was. I think it's a good uh, guided view comic. Back in the day when Tony Moore, God rest his soul, did the uh, <laughs> oh, man. first 20 or so issues. Yeah, because that's not a lot of wacky panel sizes. It's no, just, it's, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty, it's like a straight shot. It's like the old um, Amazing amazing Spider-Man books. Yeah. Anything, uh, it was a Ditko did. Um, and it's weird, you know, if I grew up on comics, but I discovered The Walking Dead on an iPhone, which is really weird. Hmm. There you go. What else we got happening in the world of comics uh, and Instapaper? Big time Instapaper <laughs> is amazing. That's the news. Um, Avengers versus X-Men. What's A-V-S-X. that? AVSX. You guys heard of this? Is it AVSX or AVX? Can anybody confirm? I know that I know. that one checklist, they changed the name of the comic on the checklist. No. And maybe it's one AVSX is one title and AVX is the other title. And is, Avengers versus X-Men is another title. Is right. uh, Echo Rift having any kind of tie-in with uh, AVX? They came to us, but we told them we were a little busy. It's ballsy. Yeah. yeah. I, I respect your guys' decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just got to do what's best for you guys, and obviously not joining up with Marvel is in your best interest. Who ever heard of Marvel? Yeah. Not I. How many orders? But more than Civil War? More than Civil War, which is apparently the, uh, the, the, the last big-time pre-order hmm. title. They're pumping this sucker up. Well, they're not going to have to worry about delays. They have, like, is it three different artists mm-hmm. for the series? Yeah, which is weird. It's like three artists and five writers. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be turn- vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, because the the artists are the ones that are, uh, you know, not making deadlines. So it's like Cho that. does issue zero, and then Ramita, and then Qbert and Cho? Is, is Cho the third one? Am I... I think Cho's only doing zero. Who's the one who the third one is? Of the Instapaper now, Instapaper or my AVX program guide. Is that print? Look out! What is that thing? Those pages. This is one of fifty million trees killed. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. What's it say? What's it say on there? I see a big. That page didn't have it. This is JRJR right here, baby. His stuff looks good in the preview. Yeah, it's always good to see JRJR. It's like a comfort. You know what I mean? It's always good. It's a good comfort food. Kick ass too. Adam Kubert. First favorite artist. Wait, there's Adam Kubert art in there too. Yeah, no. Don't toy with my not heart in right here. now. No. All right, that's that was awful. We wasted time. What a waste of two minutes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, bigger than Civil War. I'm excited for it. Yeah, they're doing some kind of crazy promotional push for it. Yeah, no uh, commercials, the, radio ads. The tight eye of the local comic book shop. They're uh, having some big release party. Really? The Tuesday before. Yeah. Midnight. Like 8 p.m. So they're even catering to the people who want to go to bed at least now. So wait, we'll be able to go over there and buy it Tuesday night? Yep, at 8 o'clock. Are they going to have like food or anything? They might have food. Yeah. If they know you're coming, they'll definitely Maybe have food. we should stop by. Make an appearance. You know what? Just high five a few people. Let's do it. Pat them on the ass. Yeah. Um, anything else before we move into the, to um, the comic chat? We can talk about the uh, this uh, thing, Quesada. Is, uh, oh, yeah. teaser. The Marvel Infinite. Hmm. You guys heard of this? Um, Quesada's still doing stuff? He's changing his Twitter icon into an infinity symbol. That's all I know about this. Marvel Infinity. Remember last time he did that? But it's the future of Marvel, apparently. The whole company is just going infinite. He's promising everything. Will he deliver? He's being so vague and up in the air about it. It sounds like whatever you think it is, 
That's what it is. <laughs> and prepare to be it, wowed. It will meet all expectations. I think that's what. The, Do you yeah, remember the last for. time he changed his Twitter icon? One moment in time. Yeah, that's right. It was. Omit. Has it been? It was Meph- omit. Has it been Mephisto this whole time? Ugh. God. Wasn't it Mephisto for a long one moment in time? Who did the art in the flashback sequences? Do I remember? That wasn't the guy. It wasn't Marcos Martin, was it? I don't think so. Look like his art. I don't know. No. You're the only one that keeps track of this stuff. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know why <laughs> I bother. You even bring it up. <laughs> Nobody remembered he changed his icon. I'm the only person. Just forget it. Joe Q's Marvel number one fan. Infinite. Marvel Infinite. It's Hopefully big. they reboot their entire universe right after AVX. That'd be great. Yeah. New number ones across the board. That uh, would be... I wouldn't be as shocked as if you were to say that to me a year ago. They end the Ultimate Universe and everything just starts over. I wouldn't be shocked because it, it worked for DC. Gwen's still alive. And if they can get a couple hundred th- more thousand... Jean Grey, still alive. Issues out of the first Do you, do you think there's any chance they would do that? I don't know. I think DC blew the wad for the entire industry. I don't know if it's such a far-fetched idea. I don't think so. I mean, it's not It's not a bad idea, but I would think that they'd um, run the risk of being the imitator. Yeah, but it yeah. didn't hurt DC. Right. I mean, everybody still bought it. I mean... They're a captive audience. You love comic books. Like, mm-hmm. are you really going to take off and stop reading comics? Right. That's the thing. I th- they might be willing to gamble that. I mean, like they... you're going to add fans if anything. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, especially with like the market research about how many fans DC picked up, how many readers. Yeah. DC picked Your up. Digital I know. readers. I read more DC comics than ever. Do you still read any of them? Biggest mistake of my life. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> What's a DC book that's still on your pull list outside of Justice League? Can we talk about how bad that Justice League issue was? It's garbage. garbage. Yeah, complete garbage. Other than that, I didn't like it that much. The Shade I'm reading and uh, Green Lantern. From J. Rob. J. Yeah, J.D. Rob. You know about that, MCon? No. <laughs> <laughs> James Robinson. The from Shade. The, from the Starman. Did the, the Darwin shade. Cook issue come out yet? Isn't he doing an issue of The Shade? Yeah, that came out. That was issue four. Oh. Yeah. How about Frazier Irving? Is he doing an issue too? He may be. I don't know. Jesus, God. Yes. Look, yes. I'm in the here and now. <laughs> Javier Polito did the re- most recent issue. He used to do uh, the Sensational Spider-Man. Did he? Yeah, number one. Hmm. I think he used to do Spawn. Oh, okay. I can't confirm yeah. that. I can't confirm what it is. We, we got to move on. We're running out of time. We read some books. Garvey just week. gave us the signal, the time signal. Yeah. He just hook. hit his watch. The virtual hook. Um. So we want to talk about some, some books we're reading, new and old. You know, maybe we help some people out, find something to read. I want to hear from one man. Who? M. Con. Mike Connolly. Right oh, now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mike Connolly. Can you take a minute from hustling in the mountains? Yes. And uh, what, are you, what are you reading right now? What's, what's interesting? Right now, uh, the, the, the book I'm reading is uh, Tale of Sand. Oh, oh yeah. I know. It's, it's artsy. It is. That's that big Jim Henson John, right? Yeah. Can you stick your nose up in the air a little further? I know. Well, Jesus. Pedestal. I also like uh, Return of the Dapperman, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. We got my, a live one here. My mountain cred is. Uh, that was a gorgeous makes book. Makes in the mountains. The, uh, the Return of the Dapperman. It, it, it was, and that's, um, that's actually what I like about the uh, Archaea books. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the name properly. It's, yeah, no, it's something wrong those yeah. lines, Archaea. Yeah. Have Arca- you guys read this book? I've seen it on Dale's uh, big table of comics. That's right and there. You, you haven't read it either. I haven't read it. <laughs> I'm in school right now. <laughs> Ladies you and know, gentlemen. I will read it. He made a face at me when I moved the, the cloth bookmark out of its semi-permanent position. It's, it's, a, it's a class act. Uh, 
It's a book. Um, okay. It's a, it's kind of an Atomic Age book, and uh, th- th- that's when the screenplay is from. So it's um, it has that look. It has that feel. It kind of looks like a, again. I'm I'm probably not impressing anybody here, but it has that uh, look of like the Jack and Jill kind of art uh, style. Yeah. Of our. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like the early reader. But um, it, it opens on this character Mac, who uh, is appears in this town and it's it's a southwestern town um you know u.s desert i guess and uh he ends up in this mardi gras type of a environment and he meets with the yeah he meets with the sheriff and the sheriff tells him about a map and that he's got 10 minutes uh head to head out of town and the last thing he says to him is uh the uh don't trust the map. So it's it's it, <laughs> oh, the boy. map. The map is a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably not doing a great job of selling it, but the um, the the book just fascinates me. It's like an artifact from an alternate universe or an alternate timeline because the screenplay was never made, you know, into a film. So they've they've done a good job of capturing that time period. When did he write it? When did he write the screenplay? Jim Henson, right? Yeah, yeah. in the '60s. Okay. Like, uh, psychedelic. I mean, the, the picture Drugs. of him on the front is younger than I've ever seen him. Guy was probably um, listening to Whiter Shade of Pale writing that thing. Probably this yeah. guy harking back over and over again. Yeah, yeah, but I just um, um, it's it's got it's very short on uh, dialogue. It's it's kind of an art film in, in the form of a book. Hmm. Um, I just really I really appreciate the graphic design of it. Um, You're an artist yourself. Yeah, I mean the colors are all like a a simple palette. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been appropriate at the time. So it's just it's just a great package. I haven't finished it yet, so I, I you know I can't tell yeah. you where where it's going. Mm-hmm. But I know that the kickoff just fascinated me. There's a, there's a picture of the character stepping over the uh, starting line of whatever race he's on, mm-hmm. and just I was frozen thinking about his ten minutes and the map not being trusted. And wow, now this was written in the '60s. Is yeah, it? it was written but never produced. Did he have and anything then, produced in that era? before short films oh, okay so he had done some short films and he hadn't started the uh the muppets yet um so there's no muppets in it it's, if you're looking for muppets <laughs> you've come to the it's wrong place spoilers stop the show yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and why why are we talking about this? i was yeah. waiting for kermit to be like in the final page that's he just yeah. discovers yeah. Kermit. Yeah. you didn't get to the end you never know i've, I've done a terrible job of selling something that I, I'm, I'm loving no, I, th- so. I think it was pretty good i know a lot of people i read about tale of sand and you just see like Comic people talking about it like, oh, tail of sand, <laughs> all spurs, the time. And spurs, I like, spurs, spurs. yeah, and I have no idea like what it is, but the art style and the visuals are. Yeah, somebody than adapted that, there. right? Is there one guy who adapted it from from its yeah, form it, to? It's. I mean, it says as realized by uh, Ramon K. Perez. Okay, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. and um, it, it, yeah, it's it's an adaptation of that screenplay. Yeah, I can attest. I mean, the it, the book is itself is is a work of art. I mean, uh, just the the binding and and the uh, cover, how it's like a a wrapped cover and stuff like that. It's mm. it's a really gorgeous book. I can't wait to read it. I wonder how much it costs to add that that uh, elastic bookmark. Yeah, yeah. There, there's an elastic bookmark on the back that you wrap around into the page. Kind of like a moleskin. Yeah, yeah. Love moleskin. We need to get them to sponsor on the show. I'll, I'll see if you can them. get on that. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Don Garvey, writer extraordinaire. 
Guy Brights. Man of many talents. Marketing maven. Sex machine. <laughs> oh, now you found me out. That's yeah, one which one I of those is not true? What are you reading right now? Uh, I wanted to talk about planetary. Oh. No, <laughs> no. embargoed, embargoed, embargoed. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Dark Horse <laughs> presents number nine. Hmm. Um, let me tell you, this is the best value you can buy in comics right now. It's 80 pages. Yeah, it's it's eight bucks, which is kind of oh, god. Oh, it kept me from buying it early on, oh. and I finally like dug in. But it's 80 pages, 10 stories, um, no ads. It's really Ooh. solid. Um, this particular uh, issue... Uh, the, the highlights was uh, there's a Lobster Johnson short, which oh. is funny. I, I had never read Lobster Johnson, and I heard on the previous paper keg. Dr. Zoidberg. That's right. As his exactly. friends call right. And um, there's this great little short, um, 1969, by Paul Pope. And it's just a mm. little comic about the second moon landing like that nobody ever talks about and probably some people wouldn't even know happened. Um, the one, there's another one called um, Amala's Blade, uh, which is a real cute um, – Oh, no, I'm sorry. Amala's Blade is the where uh, uh, Alabaster Wolves is fantastic. It's Steve Lieber and uh, mm. Caitlin Kiernan. Mm. Apparently, this is a teaser for a series that's starting soon, and uh, it completely blew me away. It opens with this girl. Um, it's sort of post-apocalypse, and she's uh, she's albino. She's 16 years old. Okay. She's in this place that's, like, completely ruined, and she sits down at this bus stop because she thinks a bus might come, and this woman comes up and – oh, no, a bird appears – and the bird's talking to her, and she's not, like, surprised by this fact at all. Mm-hmm. And the bird's talking about how she just goes from town. This girl just goes town to town and just executes people, apparently. Sounds amazing. And, wow. Uh, yeah. a really heartwarming <laughs> tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then this woman shows up and, and starts, like, verbally sparring with her. And uh, the woman ends up being a werewolf. And what it sounds like is that the, uh, the main character, her name is uh, Dancy Flamington, um, the albino girl. The albino girl. Um, she's a, She works for an angel, and uh, she's apparently just going around and just, like, dealing justice against these monsters that have taken over the world. And the art's great. I mean, Steve Lieber's great. And uh, What's uh, the name sounds really familiar? I can't. I think he's white out. Okay. And uh, a few other things. I think that was the big. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, the, only, the, only, the only piece, there was one piece, the Tarzan piece, that I could have done without. Um, it's interesting in the opening cover, the editor-in-chief does a whole thing about how people disfranchise and, and market um, licensed comics mm-hmm. and how Tarzan spent more time as a comic than anything else but mm-hmm. uh, but out of the ten stories that was the only one that, that really didn't do anything for me it's got an old timey art and is Brian Woods the massive in this uh, no no is that next month I, was, I think it is that was like no or, that was the previous month already? oh okay, okay. Huh. yeah because I, I, I did my lightning round on a previous Dark Horse Presents and that was the one with the massive in it did you did you like it uh, the massive seems I'm intrigued by the massive Definitely, it's uh, it's not what I, I, I had no idea what it was going to be about, but uh, it's, it's not like, what I pictured it was no. going to be. It's a, it's a, like about kind of like eco terrorism yeah. or something weird like that. Um, but uh, Don Garvey hates eco terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of his pet peeves. Eco terrorists. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think that Dark Horse Presents is cool. I, I had a problem with a couple of the stories. At least the one I read, they were like direct continuations from the story in the previous book. There aren't too many of those in this one. There's maybe one or two, but yeah. I was still surprised. They were still pretty easy to read. I mean, whoever's writing these is is considering that. Okay. Um, 
but um, but I just couldn't get over. It. I mean, again, it's it's well made, it, no ads. Um, it took me a long time to read, uh, you know, and uh, more time than than unfortunately I can say it takes to read a lot of superhero books. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I just like thirty seconds. Yeah, I just I really felt satisfied at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really, I think I'm going to commit and have it added to my slot and not pick mm-hmm. it up. Uh, Is the uh, you know what I want to get though the um, the Francavilla. Is bringing back the Black Beetle, or he's starting the Black yeah, Beetle? Yeah, yeah. Is that in there? Ne- no, that, that's either the next one or the one after. Oh, okay. So that? What's the Black Beetle? It's a uh, some pulpy superhero that uh, Franco Francovilla uh, has uh, either resurrected from public domain or he just created this character out of nowhere. Hmm. But uh, I mean, f- I wish there was more stuff that I could do with Francovilla art. He does a lot of covers and stuff like that. Did and a, he does a uh, Black Panther Man Without Fear, right? Yeah, he did that. And and I think the, he does Captain Snyder. Bucky. He did the Snyder. He did the Captain. He did the Commissioner Gordon, James Gordon run of that Scott Snyder mm-hmm. Detective Comics. Yeah, I think they interchanged on a few other issues. But his pulpy stuff and the stuff he has on his website, like the uh, the horror stuff, is is really cool. And I'm really interested in the Black Beetle because of that. Guy can draw. Let's just get out there right now. Justice. He probably can't draw an albino girl though. Alex Ross. You heard of this guy? You're talking about the justice. Justice. The one word. Where the girls buy their clothes. That's right. Yeah, justice too. Uh, it's a comic book is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Alex Ross. Justice. With Dougie Braithwaite on art. And Alex Ross painting over his pencils. Whoa. Um, This was on the big DC sale on the Comicsology. Oh, yeah. The uh, big uh, the hidden what gems. Was it? The hidden gems. Yeah, I lose track of all these sales. To be honest with you. All right. So it's uh, it's a story where all the villains unite and start doing good, doing good things to help humanity. It's very strange. It's got to be a catch. What's the motivation? I don't know yet. Oh boy! Spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It was an Alex Ross. The reason I grabbed it was it's it looked like an oversized Alex Ross book that I had never seen before. So there's a lot of you know big panels, but it's it's weird. I know I think the last time I've seen him uh, paint over someone's pencils was was it Jim Kruger on Earth X? Does anybody remember that? Earth X. Wow. Get your Insta paper on that. So to. he did the he does the covers he he paints over Kruger's pencils former guest former host Mark Farrington would probably know, um, but it's cool because the Lex Luthor is up to something but all the villains, um, like you see them in Africa and Toy Man has like formulated limbs for these kids that lost like arms and legs, so they're like he, he's like giving out these. Uh, you know these limbs of these kids. And these aren't just super. Is this a comic? Is this a comic relief commercial? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Lex Luthor and the Riddler are are scheming, and uh, so pretty much everyone's villain is is you know doing good somewhere. Uh, they've kidnapped Aquaman. Uh, Brainiac is about to experiment and like you know uh, perform brain surgery on Aquaman, which I love because Aquaman is awful and everything. Right. So um, that's part of the good. That it's is not accept the, that yeah that man. that is part <laughs> yeah. of the good in my view. So I'm very excited that these villains are finally getting something done. Um, but it's it's interesting, you know. It's a big Alex Ross esque comic because I mean it's it's his it's his paints over someone else's pencils that you know it still has the weird Alex Ross you know chin that could cut through glass drawing where everyone's <laughs> head kind of looks the same. 
Uh, but it's good. I dig it. Yeah, nine cents. Can't beat it with a stick. You probably get slapped around for saying uh, on the podcast you never read Justice before. I'd never read it, but you know somebody's going to slap you over the Mark head with their. Mark is just like walking around his apartment. And he just like crapped in his pants. He doesn't know why. Yeah. Somewhere I mentioned that I've never read Justice <laughs> right. or heard of it. If you were alive, that's just, that's right. If right. he was alive, right. hashtag RIP Mark. Rest in peace, Mark. We we remember. We never forget. Yeah. Dale underscore A. I'm going to blow your mind with what I'm reading right now. <laughs> yeah. S eating grin right now. Jinx. What? Number one, two, and three. From your boy. My boy, my new boy, Jay Torres. What? The writer. Jinx? I'm Jinx. the wrong Jinx right no, now. No, you're, 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 ta- you're thinking about Bendis. Right? I apologize. I'm Mr. talking Torres. about Jinx, the ninth grader from Archie Comics. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Jinx is apparently a character in the Archie universe. I love it already. I and love the Archie to universe. Be, she used to be a, a, a little girl back she. in the... Back in the sixties and seventies, her name's her name was Little Jinx. Now it's just Jinx. She was a little scamp. She's a big girl now. Yeah, she's graduated. Yeah, she's all grows up. And uh, Jinx is about this girl, Tell much, us. much like <laughs> my first uh, comic ever downloaded from Comicsology, <laughs> FCHS. It's about a little girl going, not a little girl. She's going to high school. She's the first day in high school. Sure. And uh, she's paranoid. Uh, she goes to school and she's acting like nothing's ever changed. And her friends are a little kind of starting to segregate themselves into the the typical, you know... The cliques. The cliques, yeah. And, we and, all went through it. And her friend Morty is all paranoid because he's like, we can't be friends, you know? There's no way we can be friends in high school. His name's Morty. Why would you yeah, want to be friends like, with him? Exactly. Yeah, move on. And uh, <laughs> he dead. he turns... She turns... Jinx turns a school in its ear and tries out for the football team. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, classic dear. Jinx right there. Cla- <laughs> classic Jinx and... And uh, it was a fun read. She I read, read. I bought all three issues and read wow. them. Wow! Did um, she make the team? Uh, you want me to spoil it? No. Want to spoil it? <laughs> I know. She a redhead. She doesn't make the team. Am I seeing a ginger right now? She doesn't make the team. Actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not like uh, when the chicks tried out for the wrestling team. I'll say by the bell. Or because she made the wrestling team. Remember Tori, the chick that was there for like two seasons, the, yeah. the badass leather jacket. Remember that? She was a badass. I wonder she, what she's up to these days. And she had that uh, the the project with Zach, the, the electronic date book, and luckily Zach bailed her out. We should talk about it in the, the other segment that you made, Let's that you created uh, by yourself. Yeah, the uh, yeah the after the seg- after the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best the fireside chat. But I I just learned about Jinx because um, there was an interview on iFanboy I think mm-hmm. with Jay Torres, and Jay Torres I I know through Brad Heitmeyer. He does like these. Uh, Little webtoons right. for Jay Torres, and uh, it turns out he's writing. He writes this Jinx, and it just uh, it just came out on the apps. But all throughout the book, like it mentions that it was out over the last summer. So I'm not really sure the time the time widget's not really kind of. Is there a date on the, up here? If you hit the I button, if you tap the screen and then hit I, and then go view and store. Torres is also doing this uh, Saturday morning webtoons thing. A uh, friend of ours, Eric uh, Orchard, um, he's been doing something. So Torres seems really busy. He also did um, Power Lunch. Yeah, that's great. With um, uh, Dean Tripp, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that's Kid great. Kid that gets uh, superpowers when he eats healthy food. That's a Top Shop right? book, right? Uh, no, it's Oni. Oni, okay. Actually. Oni. Oni. What's the date on that? Do we have a do we have a posted date? 
There's no date. I have to, I have to talk to production on that. Yeah, you better get on that, Slim. Um, but they they're just starting to push it again, like it's new. So it's got three it's issues. New to though. you? It's new to me, and I had fun reading it. I'm going to tweet Jay Torres, tweet him up, and uh, compliment him because I'm having a great time. It's all definitely all ages. I mean, younger people who are too young to know about high school probably wouldn't get it, but maybe middle schoolers would have fun reading it. Is that what and obviously Dale underscore A would have fun reading it. Grown man. Was that Grown what uh, at Feinsta was twittering about the other day, how people that he knew separately uh, uh, were twittering each other? Maybe he shouldn't bring that up on the show, but I wholly believe so. Um, I think maybe he's mad that I tweeted Jay Torres, but I didn't know. That they were bros. Yeah, maybe you know. I crossed the line. Nobody knows that. I mean, who would have thought someone in Canada would have friends, you know, outside of Canada? But I they don't all even, know each other. I don't even know why you should care. I don't even think they National Geographic covers Canada in any way. I don't and that's know. what the twi- tweet was about. <laughs> so we we Brad have Meyer. Sorry, he used to do we'll covers for us. Maybe he'll maybe he'll be back one day. Maybe uh, just stay tuned. Maybe we'll get a new host on episode fifty. New permanent host, episode fifty. Stay tuned. Hashtag rest in peace. Mark, who will be the new host? Will it be MCon? Right. Will it be MCon? Probably loves you saying that. Something tells me no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a betting man. (laughs) We we have to move on to the lightning round. Man, already? The lightning round. This show is flying by. Uh, Two sentences or less. Book you're reading or have read within the last week. Uh, Tell us about it. Mike Connolly. Oh, again. Michael Connolly. If you just, do, um, Mike, if you do planetary, <laughs> I know I shouldn't talk about... That's automatically dismissal from the running. I can't talk about... We can't talk about during the lightning okay. round. I, I, uh, I recently read Batwoman number four. And, um, hmm. I mean, you've seen my, my... Well, I guess I should do this quickly. Um, <laughs> Two sentences. Mike Connolly. You're already up. It's gynecological. <laughs> <laughs> Sex eye. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it's a lot of red. Hmm. There you go. Two sentences. <laughs> Gynecological, comma, sex eye, and there's a lot of red. Could be one of the most amazing light red <laughs> ever had. Amazing. <laughs> Mandy Boo's probably crying right now. She's ugly she's sobbing sorry, right now. Yeah, she's ugly sobbing. Uh, Don Garvey, <laughs> what are you gonna talk about in your lightning round? Supergirl number six. The last DC comic that I'm reading, and I'll probably keep reading it because it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Through a curveball. Yeah, he did. Moon Knight. Yeah. Bendis Maleev. Love me some Maleev. Just not. On this book, mm. man. And now we come to someone who still has not mastered the lightning round after fifth, near fifty episodes. <laughs> no pressure, Dale underscore A. I'm all you got, Slim. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the only one I can trust at this point, Dale. So. <laughs> all right. No place like home. Number one. 
you show me in this book where there's a Wizard of Oz reference <laughs> that I was supposed to get through one read-through, and I'll show you the greatest comic in the world. Think on that. Everyone needs to check out the cover of that book. It's the only thing good about this whole <laughs> it's a, Your time's up. Your time is up, my friend. Uh, remind. Remind. I don't think the app has ever crashed. Okay. So, um, Jason Brubaker, the Big J Brew, a lot of brew breakers. Yeah, in the writing, very strange the comics industry. Who wants to tell us a little bit about? It? I think Don Garvey should tell us about I'll Remind. Tell, tell me about it. Right Do now. it. Remind is a uh, remind. So how you say it? Can we confirm or deny? I, I've been calling it Remind. Remind. But I don't like that. I, I'm a remind. There's remind. no A in it, so I don't mm. know why you'd say Remind. Don Garvey here with all the opinions. <laughs> remind so uh, Remind is a uh, self-published book by Jason Brubaker uh, it tells the story it's part it's volume one uh, two volumes as I understand it mm-hmm. uh, it tells the story of Sonia and her cat Vittles uh, you're introduced to Sonia uh, and her cat living in this sort of quasi science fiction atoll where she runs a uh, lighthouse She's an inventor. Um, you're introduced to the fact that her dad passed away, and the implication is that she's all alone. The town is very strange because uh, her dad sighted a lizard man back in 74, and ever since the town has been very uh, overrun by people who are fascinated and want to see lizard men, I guess. Um, her cat, oh, and then the other weird thing about the town is that there's always bubbles coming up in the water, and uh, she just sort of accepts it as a thing of life. Um, so her cat Vittles is, uh, goes missing mm-hmm. and, uh, she hunts for the cat and, uh, she's putting up posters and things and other people in the town mention that the, uh, that their pets have gone missing too. And this is just another casualty of it. But lo and behold, like any good story, uh, the cat returns, uh, she finds him on the, uh, banks of the water with a rat in his mouth. She throws the rat back in the water, brings him inside. He wakes up and he walks on two legs and talks and doesn't know who he is or who she is. So um, we find out he ends up telling his story. Um, the rat is actually his mom. Um, spoiler. Spoiler, yes. Big time. Big time spoilers right now from the Garvey. So he tells his story, and uh, in his story he comes from a, a, a city that's underneath the ocean uh, full of air bubbles where these lizard people live, and he talks about how he rose to um, prominence within this uh, world when the king, King... Um, Ursatz, subtle, um, is uh, it takes over. He's got this magic totem um, that's a statue called the uh, I don't know what it's called the Gnostan. I don't know how to pronounce it. The Gnostan, something like that. You got it. And uh, so he rises to uh, power. He becomes the king's right hand man. Falls in love with the king's daughter. Um, then at the end, he he does something wrong. His mother is uh, sort of belly aching about the Gnostan being a false god. And uh, the king does something to him, and he wakes up as a cat on the uh, on the surface. Hold it right there. I thought the cat's name was Victual. Well, we can talk about that. That is, it is Vittles, but mm. the proper way to spell it is Victuals. I've been spelling Vittles as V-I-D-D-L-E-S, like a <laughs> dummy all these years. You're an English major. I am an Eng- uh, former I, English major. You didn't get your degree. Right. Um, Vittles. No, I didn't know either. So what is that? Is that French? Yes, it's a. I didn't see that in my French dummy's guide to French. 
that I read earlier. It's old world. So this this book, uh, I stopped Garvey's uh, speech. This book started as a web comic, right? No, it was always what it is. He, how he marketed it was as a web comic. So he had been working on this for years before he started publishing it. Oh, so he he had because um, I, as I was reading it on his website on the train, I was actually reading it on my iPad via his website. Um, it was easy reading. Easy it was reading very easy reading. Yeah, hundred and fifty odd pages. Um, the, the game plan was always that book, though. Right, yeah, this I beautiful hardcover. Actual... Okay, because I I saw the pages he was posting were somewhere like a month after a month, but there were some instances where there was like a page a week. Or technically, they're like double page spreads, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, they're just formatted in a widescreen view. So there's 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 I think there's only some maybe towards the end where they were formatted in such a way where they could be in a printed book, one on each page. Well, no. I, the way he always presented it on the web was as a double-page spread, and mm-hmm. that's the way he made the entire thing. He decided this, this hardcover, which no one can see, um, is real beautiful, and, um, and his goal was to make a beautiful coffee table book. And um, so he always conceived every layout as a double-page spread, and that's how he posted them to the web. How come he didn't um, make the book a widescreen book? So that it was just like you know wider pages. I think because this is what he wanted to the end product, a, mm. a, a typical graphic novel size hardcover. Very interesting. So when I first, um, I knew nothing about it. Like I said earlier, I wanted to automate the deletion of the email. <laughs> <laughs> automate it. Um, I thought the so the book starts out with the little cat and the 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 art style reminded me of. Um, one of those animation shorts that you see online that, you know, some guy does on his own and eventually he gets a job as like a storyboard artist or some kind of animator in a Japanese company or whatever. I thought the the art was fantastic. Gorgeous stuff. Gorgeous stuff, guys. Like, you know, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm thinking to myself, like, why is this guy not, you know, the head of some kind of animation company? He, at this he point. works for he works um, for DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> He's not running inside it, baseball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I I mean the 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 double page spreads the the light his layouts the the lighting and the coloring it is fantastic, gorgeous gorgeous book. Don drew my attention to this, and you can't see it, but the, even the way it's the binding works, it's designed to lay flat so that pages aren't standing. Hmm. Really you know, some hardcovers you open them up and then they want to close. Hardcovers are atrocious to read. Yeah, and these yeah, they have, are. They're all stitched and it's all fancy. Let me let me get my hands on that. Yeah. It's a print book Wait. you got here. I like the 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 front cover is nice and so it's like a blanket. It's got, it's got like fabric on it. I mean, the, I mean the it, yeah. Now that now that you say he works for DreamWorks, it's like obviously because the stuff is just so gorgeous, and it's it's almost like I want to say it's. He's got like an animator's eye in a lot of this stuff. Yeah, a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said in the uh, in part of the book, he said that he originally wanted this to be a cartoon, and he eventually was convinced to adapt it to a graphic novel format because he could just get so much more, I think, of his ideas down on paper as opposed to uh, trying to storyboard it all out and and create a cartoon from it. I think he, well, I think he also talks about getting fed up with how long it was taking. Oh and, yeah, um, yeah. And people kept recommending doing this, and he sort of resisted it, and then went to a San Diego Comic Con and sort of changed his world. Yeah, that's right. He was looking for something that would grab his attention. He was looking for what he wanted, would want his book to look like, and he found nothing. So the uh, that was his inspiration to turn it into a graphic novel and make it 
make it something that's not out there right now. So what was the post frequency like on his website when it first started? Does anybody recall? Once a week. Once a week he had a new page up. But again, I think he had been working. Like I got the impression that it was two-thirds, three-quarters of the way done before he started posting it. Yeah, like he wasn't drawing them and posting them. You know, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah, at first. Yeah. Well, I I really just paid attention to the months and not the weeks or the dates. And I saw underneath where he would chime in on the comments. You know, it would be uh, one page would post, and then there'd be a comment thread underneath, so people would chime in and say yada yada yada. And he would he would he would come in and comment on the page, which um, for someone that grew up on monthly comics, it's strange reading a comic in that way. I know there's you know there's a ton of web comics out there, you know Echo Rift, and there's uh, what's the um, the abominable Charles Christopher, yeah Charles Christopher, abominable Charles Christopher, yeah. I it's it's hard for me to to get used to that stuff where there's a strip up or a page and then the creator comments on it like live, and I and I almost mm-hmm. wanted to ignore a lot of that stuff because I didn't want to get sidetracked from because I was going like page to page to page to page and I didn't want to get sidetracked by hearing the creator's um, two cents on the page it's kind of weird to say but um, yeah it would be cool to be able to uh, go back after you had already read it yeah and, and read it all because it's probably way in depth the comments he gets you know, mm-hmm. gets a week at a time it probably made more sense too yeah like you were reading it finished mm-hmm. but I bet you if you waited a week okay you read the page now you can read what he did but you're right I think that would be a distraction trying mm-hmm. to read it through I also noticed that uh, some of the, I like the writing. Um, it wasn't as fluid going all through one sitting. I felt like if I had a week to marinate on the scene and mm-hmm. then come in with a new scene, it would have felt more fluid as opposed to just reading back to back pages. Yeah, I can see that. It was like I, I felt like, uh, and maybe that was my thinking reading it too because I had the image of him like taking two months and then putting up another page or so there was time in between but maybe that wasn't the case it did feel i i think i know what you mean and maybe that's just because i knew it started as a web comic but it kind of did read like there was like a little complete story with every post or every page it was almost felt whole yeah and not part of a whole story but the, i mean the whole story is, is uh so is just creative as h i mean yeah so uh, so garvey mentioned that he comes back as a cat um and eventually him and Sonia um Sonia shows him the suit that she made for her father so he goes back underwater to you know to get some definitive answers on why what happened maybe he can get his old body back <laughs> and um he eventually gets caught and sees more you know all the animals that were missing are are underwater and and captive are captured and he meets up with the king again, and the king is now inhabiting his his former lizard, sexy, body. muscular lizard body. It's got a Don Garvey kind of a build to him. <laughs> <laughs> and the, there's the, I mean, it was a cool. I, for whatever reason, I just didn't see that part coming. I, for whatever reason, I thought his body was done. Yeah, so did I. And then, but there was this weird uh, allusion to the wedding night. Yeah, where the ki- like um, the cat. Um, Vittles, evidently, is his name. Victuals. Not Victuals. I always call him Victuals. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you know, he was in love with the king's daughter, so they were to be married. And uh, apparently they continued the marriage, even though the king was in the body. So he essentially married his daughter 
and uh, possibly consummated the marriage on their wedding night. <laughs> Lizard. <laughs> I. That's how I read it. Read the read the. He quote. says um, it wasn't quite what Cyrene wanted, beautiful as it was, but you can't really you can't beautiful. blame her really. The most romantic day of her life spent with the man she loves spoiled. She said because I acted too much like her father. If only she knew. Yikes. Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe that's just my dirty mind you assuming a, You that, do have a dirty mind. Assuming well that known. there was uh, some consensual. I think given the theme and the rest of the thing, he's probably not. Okay. I don't know. Right. I don't know. How much do you think the Kickstarter was to get the stuff, get the book done? Did anybody remember the Kickstarter? Was, uh, he asked for, I think, 11 and got 12 and change. Hmm. This is back in the day before Kickstarter. Everyone and their mother had a Kickstarter. Yeah, no, everybody's kick- like Dale and I have a Kickstarter for replacing another new host after episode fifty. It's going to be a process, but I think with enough marketing, you know what I mean, and uh, word of mouth tweets, getting the word out there. Right. It's, it's all Actually, about the social now. Going to try to latch onto the Atomic Robo guys. How about that to, Kickstarter? Uh, that blew up. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's huge now. There, there's like, did you see the new post? It's there's going to be a video game, there's, like an yeah, iPad they, they game. They say if they make enough money, they're going to make a short about the their uh, his arch nemesis, yeah, Doctor Dinosaur. Good That's heavens! Huge. I don't get it. Um, Remind this book. I, I don't know. I was so I don't know. It was amazing. Like I love the book. It just so out of left field. Like I had no idea to expect that. Uh, you know. I would picture this cat that used to be a lizard, like reinfiltrating his old habitat and trying to, you know, figure out what happened to his body and stuff. I, I don't know. I was floored. I mean, I loved it, and I didn't love the fact that I, I was totally left hanging there at the end. Like I thought I would get some closure, but there was no mm-hmm. closure whatsoever. Yeah, it's I like under- a part one. I, I mean, I'm glad it's going to be it. There's going to be a whole second part and a whole nother chapter, you know, a whole nother volume to this story, but. Uh, Man, it was. Uh, I, I had a great time reading it, and the art, like you guys said, it was. Uh, I was totally floored by the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the action sequences and stuff like that. He he wrote. Um, it was just really great. The uh, the interaction between Victuals and uh, Sonia, and the Rat Mom, and did did you see the, the uh, second Rat Mom? Yeah, what's that about? Second Rat Mom. Well, I, I missed this scene. There's a a scene where he goes and breaks out all the animals. Yeah. And the, oh, right. And the right, rat. Right. There's another rat that says, uh, you know, you, you look just, like you look, my son. You, you look like the body that my son inhabited. So then I, this was one where I scrolled down to see what other people said. And um, one person said, well, yeah, I always wondered how they fit one lizard's brain into a tiny rat. So it sounded like maybe they mm. put oh, her brain pieces into different animals. It's a herd of they mom. went, yeah, well, yeah, they went straight. It's dark with physical brain matter. I, I didn't even. <laughs> I, uh, apparently, when you separate lizard brain matter, yeah. it just you know af- acts as one brain, like Madrox, you know, multiple man or something. I don't know. Does this make you reading this? I mean, because I kind of figured that a lot of people hadn't heard of it. Um, does it make you think differently about what could be get out there getting self published? Or do you think this is more likely to be an exception? No, I think, I absolutely think, I was thinking that it's a shame that not more people know about this because uh, before hearing it from you, Don, I I mean, I would have never known that this book, this hardcover gorgeous book ever existed, let alone the uh, the webcomic unless, you know, I just happened to come across it. It's, uh, you know, it's bittersweet because it's cool that he did it himself. But the fact that, I mean, who knows about this book, really? Like, hopefully, we'll get some people to check it out now. 
because uh, they deserve to uh, enjoy themselves by reading the story. But um, yeah, I felt like yeah. how do I? How do, not that I know everything about what's out there, but I felt like how did I not know about this at some point? Yeah, during its sold, production, I think he's. I think he did a twenty five hundred print run. I think there were seven hundred that went out with the Kickstarter right off the bat. But he talks about being ready for a second printing. And like you and I both, like we've seen the ICV2 stuff. Like 2,000 graphic novels is a lot, like mm-hmm. even for Marvel and DC. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, he's really, but he's a real charismatic, real likable guy. Um, you know, his web, his, his, um, he really documented everything about making this and like was a real resource for other creators. And he knew this was an experiment. I mean, he, he has a thing how he had to build space in his garage and build racks for all the books and everything. It was a, oh, wow. Um, you know, a real initiative for a mm-hmm. self-publisher. But for people like us, I mean, it's so it's so inspiring, like to see someone, and it's part of you know. I mean, you can see that he considered this as a whole the art direction. And, I mean, it has art direction. Mm-hmm. You don't really get that in a lot of other comics because they can't, you know, can't be there. It's serial. It's monthly. Yeah. But I mean, you really see that he considered this from beginning to end. He knew what it was going to look like. It looks the same from beginning to end, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a real inspiration. If you, you know, for for us, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. One thing I wanted to comment on, I agree with everything you guys have said, but I like how this is sort of set almost unhinged from reality, like the place she lives. And I think you said 1974 is a year that's referenced. But Yeah, when her dad saw the lizard man. It looks like it could be the past or the future. Yeah, Yeah, the lighthouse is real weird. It's got propellers on it. Yeah, Yeah, the lighthouse design is like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. It just does a real yeah. good job of of setting your like suspension of disbelief. She's got a cat that looks like a cartoon figure, but yeah. she's real. It's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you're definitely right about that. It's it's a uh, well, I mean, there, it's known to the reader that there's no way, there's no place like this. Yeah. So it is definitely away from any sort of reality perceptions that you may have. So the second part started February, late February, like. Last yeah, like week, two weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Yeah. So what? How is that? How is that working? Is he putting up a page every week? Or yeah, yeah. In fact, today I think was the second page, and it's funny because it's completely confusing. Because because again, I think he's serving a graphic novel, not the page a week mm-hmm. thing. Um, but um, but I think I saw him tweeting about getting ready to figure out what his twi- his uh, Kickstarter. Um, what do you call them? The donor rewards or backers? Whatever. Yeah, the backers. Oh, yeah. What he's going to offer people. Mm. And, um. So it'll be interesting to see what's next. I'm down. I, I'm down, but. I don't think I'd be able to do a weekly double page spread a week and not be like, I can't wait that long. That's really common. Page. I mean, what you're saying is really common. I mean, there are a lot of people doing it, um, but it's true. And it's it's feedback we got very regularly with Ecker. If call us when it's done. We love it. It's cool. We have faith in you guys. Mm-hmm. Call us when it's done. I'll read the whole thing at once. It's like um, Skull Kickers is doing like the reverse where the books are done, but they're putting a page. Is it a page a day or a page a week up? to try to get new readers and i think that's i think that's the um that's the angle is you do it as content marketing but it's not the product the product Mm -hmm. itself is not something that gets delivered a page at a time you're just sort of trying to gin up interest and get people and and so far it seems pretty well proven that giving it away online is not the same as being able to get a nice digital copy through the app or Mm -hmm. um, getting a nice hardcover people will still fund you like they'll give you money um, and it really helps spread the word, but but I think Skull Kickers is doing the same. Mm-hmm. Warren Ellis did it with Freak Angels, which is a great a great mm-hmm. story. Um, so I mean, there are quite a few success stories. And every year at the Eisners, I mean, the Eisners and the Harveys have a whole section. I mean, there's Travis Hansen's The Bean. Um, you did, I think you did a thing on Dresden Kodak. I mean, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of nice ones out there. I have no idea what that is. 
Was I asleep when you talked about it? No, I, I did. I was it. a pixel cake. Yeah, pixel cake. Bringing up old wounds. R.I.P. Hashtag R.I.P. Pixel cake. That's. I think that <laughs> Thanks, topic. Don. That topic is is brought up in my big uh, paper cake fifty article that I've been writing for a few weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like he's cleaning house, folks. I will. Uh, oh, no. I'll see you. No, it's it's, it's a little retrospective, you know, on uh, how things have gone and the future. In iTunes, yeah. it's not going to say Slim and Friends anymore. It's just going to be Slim. <laughs> slim and Self. Slim, slim and Self. Uh, uh, remind. I, I dug it. I, yeah. It, in, and like you said, the people will, you know, pay you if you dig it. And, like, I read it on the iPad for free on the train. Um, and I was just paging through the next page. And, you know, I went and I was, and I thought it was like, oh, why don't we have this in the app? I would probably buy it. Mm-hmm. But we don't have it. So. There was a there was a couple of parts I laughed out loud, and the biggest one was when Victuals was trying out his new mechanical suit, and he was like had the harpoon gun in his hands, mm-hmm. and he's like pointing it at this fake. He's obviously pointing it at the Lizard King, but it's uh, oh, Lizard yeah. King's out there, and he's like, "I said I want my body back, you deceptive piece of uh, like." And then mm-hmm. Sonya interrupts him and stuff like that. But the way, but they he was drawn, he was like all aerodynamic with his cat ears like pointed <laughs> backwards. Yeah. I thought it was like the greatest panel in right. the whole book. Plus, you just love cats. I right? love cats. I have two Do you cats. think that played into it? Your love of uh, victuals? Yeah, I, th- I, I definitely think so. Once I, mean, I once I saw that there was a cat in this book, and I was like, oh, "Son of a bitch!" This you guy, know, this guy I always cats. have a, I always have a plan. <laughs> uh, we're running out of time. No, we're not. Does anybody have a closing word on uh, Remind? Anybody else? Anything Remind? Left? Mike? Yeah, I just I just loved it. Um, but I, I look forward to the next volume of it. Yeah, yeah. go to go to the website. You can just page through it on your iPad or computer for free. It's say, really worth owning. The the the, co- the book is so well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, he did a good job of uh of uh, getting this thing all bound up. So, Jay Broobs when volume 2 comes Jay out. Jay Broobs. You know, I wonder if um, you know, his end goal was the the uh printed hardcover that may, maybe he he actually doesn't even have a desire to have a digital version, like a digital download, you know. Yeah, maybe. Some people, have, some people are like that. It has a few d- double page spreads. I don't know if you might not know, but Comic Comics has fifty million downloads right now. <laughs> yeah, you might have heard of it. A little so, bit. I'm not sure if you have heard that, but Capital I just wanted X to let everybody. We got your huh. letters. I'm gonna open them up. Salt in the wound. Farrington's gonna read them to you. That uh, strange voice. Uh, is leading us into the letters segment. You know, we uh, get letters every week. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Letters at papercake.com. If we have time, we will read some of them. Maybe. We love it when people keep them short. You know, uh, you know. sometimes we get long thesis-like emails. <laughs> I think Don Garvey has sent a few. To express myself, I need your <laughs> internet micro celebrity. I need your approval. <laughs> internet micro celebrity. I actually like that uh, verbiage. So, letters at papercake.com. You know, last week we had a, you know, we had an episode where we had the fireside chat. You know, that's a big, it's a big thing now. Dale created it. He's a genius. Dale underscore A. Uh, you know what? I do my best. Uh, and we had a little outburst from somebody on the show. So we, I, I, we might get into that in the letters column this week. Uh, if we ever get to the letters, <laughs> see like the flyers. <laughs> uh, uh, my email logged me out oh by the time I well, started recording. I just you're using a web app for Gmail. What is happening? You don't, so, you don't so have much Gmail. Better. Get the f out of here! You don't yeah. have Gmail in your mail app. No, I don't. 
out of here. This is the I most like, disturbing thing I've I have ever like heard. I have like six emails going to my Gmail account, and I'm not I'm not breaking that all up. So wait, you have to, you have various email accounts in the gmail.com. Yes. So you're like Mandy Boo. I had to blow her mind because we had to get her work email on her mail app because it's Exchange, and she's like, well, how do I even do this? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't have Gmail on the, on the phone app on your phone? Mandy Boo and I are simpatico in many ways. Get out of here right now. We, do we get any letters this week? Uh, look. Um, I'm editing this all out. Dude. Now that I'm stuck in the house all day playing video games and watching movies because of a torn Achilles, mm-hmm, I get to listen to Paper Keg as soon as it goes up. Now, I love that you guys read my letters, but I got an issue with you editing them to make them sound different. <laughs> I never said I like Transmetro. I made a joke about it and how you guys have been more edgy. Now I have to read the whole thing because if I don't, I'm going to edit it down wrong. Plus, Farrington never edited when I joked Slim. I've grown to respect Slim for many reasons, but I've got to call him out for the way he talks because none of the other nerds that listen will do that because they probably think Slim will beat them up or something. All right? Mm-hmm. Sorry to make this long. <laughs> Don't have to be read on the show. Just wanted to ask why you changed my email up. Much love, Sean in North Carolina. P.S. The Fireside the fireside After Show S Storm from 47 was pretty funny. I always listen for it. Sean, I have to take the blame for this. I Farrington does a much better job of paring down letters. I completely lost did myself. You, did you put words in his mouth and say that he liked Transmetropolitan? I w- if I given the chance, I would put words in everybody's mouth saying they like Transmetropolitan. There's nothing you, to be ashamed of. To I'm like pretty sure that's Transmetro. actually illegal. If you if, tell, if you correct somebody and tell them they like Transmetro, they could sue you. This this because next horrifying. This next letter's from Slim. I like Transmetropolitan. There we go. <laughs> See, that's fake, and that's, I would never say that. It's not fake because it's a horrible book, in my opinion. Um, we, should we address the second part where he says he respects me for many things? And then, uh, what what does he say? He doesn't appreciate that nobody stands up to me. Is that, and then, is that yeah, because you saying? don't talk so good. He said he didn't say that. Get out of here! What did he, he what said? You're going to beat people up. Where did he something? say I don't talk so good? I've grown to respect Slim for many reasons, but I've got to call him out for the way he talks because none of the other nerds that listen will do that. Because the way I talk, like grammatically, or the way I talk about things. I think the way you talk. With pauses. Oh, really? In I read like, it yeah. differently. I Sean. thought he was saying you're a bully. That's what I read it as. I think you are a bully. That, and probably that is too. I I mean, you know who? You know, you know who did say uh, previously that everyone agrees with me and no one disagrees with me? Just Dave. He says he Just hates Dave. it when everyone agrees with me and never uh, says anything otherwise. Guy's good. Just Dave shut up. Good. You stop d- talking. You can't silence us. <laughs> Slim. Uh, We're all you got. You know what? He, not everyone has to agree with me. You know, it's just my show with some friends. I'll I control you. everything, and you can do whatever you want. And you're treading. Maybe I'll edit you out or not. You're walking on thin ice right now, Slim. So. All right. This guy yeah. had the courage from his sickbed to write that email to a, a guy he's yeah. clearly threatened by. So, guys, <laughs> guy has a torn Achilles tendon. Yeah. Maybe. Thank you for your email, Sean, and uh, in, in NC. We appreciate your emails, no matter how uh, edited Dale makes them. Profanity didn't like it. Charles sent from my iPad. So that he's obviously referencing last week's fireside chat. I will uh, formally apologize to Charles for last, uh, was it two weeks ago? The yeah, fireside time, chat. Time bending. Um, that was rough. It was inappropriate. It was embarrassing. It was awkward. It was all of those things. Yes. Just imagine sitting there, Charles, when that happened in front of you. It was like watching the Hindenburg. 
It was a go pod- up in flames. It was a podcast Hindenburg. It was a, it was the <laughs> podcast Hindenburg experience. And well, Charles, that whole John episode, if we, I think I talked about it. That whole episode just made me feel like a like a I don't know what. Like I just wanted to go in a corner and die. Like you weren't good at your job. Maybe That's how it made yeah. You feel. I mean, off the rails. Yeah. It was a Hindenburg train blimp podcast. Every kind of vehicle you could get to crash. That was yeah. the podcast at the end. It was fine. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Thanks, Doc. It's a good show. Someone just disagreed with me, Sean, See? in North Carolina, See? and I didn't say anything. See, I'm the Lizard King. Hey, gang, just wanted to say that I've been digging the reign of the replacements. Thank you. But I think I know where this is going. Farrington will indeed return with no superpowers and a badass mullet, right? That Now that is, you're, I don't know where you get your info who here. Wrote, who wrote that? Steve Edit M. that email. <laughs> Can you edit that into something else? <laughs> also, this is a month seven-ish of the New 52. How do you guys feel about the quality of DCs putting out at this point? I'm at the point where I'm anticipating maybe three of the ten titles I started with. Can't wait for the next installment of the blank side chats. That's actually... The, fire, the fireside chats. I don't, yeah, the fireside maybe chats. I can't see what he wrote, but I'm guessing that's what he wrote. Uh... So you're so Don, you're reading Supergirl at least, right? That's about how it. many books did you start with? Uh, seven or eight. Wow, yeah, so not you, a good percentage. No, I finished the Batgirl run, and then I didn't go any further. And uh, the first like five issues of Supergirl were she was fighting Superman, wasn't it? No, it was it, it, it was definitely felt like, like it. yeah, but I really like the art. I like the heart. I, I I think it's good, but the heart or the art, both. Oh, I think it's okay. got great art and it's got some heart hmm. and. Uh, but yeah, I stopped. Batman was the last one I dropped that. You dropped Batman? It's why? It's dumb. Oh my god! No one will ever hear you say that because I'm gonna edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna say you are right. I should not have dropped it in my voice, imitating <laughs> what was you. I thinking. Why do you think it's not? Let's talk about it. I um, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Well, um, I think you guys pointed it out. I mean, I was thinking it when I was reading it, but Batman goes from. Uh, from I never heard of these owls. I got to research them too. I was trapped in a room with for days and eating my toenails to survive. Yeah, that one. That's kind of dumb. And uh, and then like that whole maze thing. Like I thought it was clever the twist in the book around and stuff. But um, I don't know. I just I was like, you know what? I, I just can't. Did you like Snyder's uh, Mirror? This is the first thing of Snyder's I've read. What? Well, tell me what to read. I'll read it. Read um, Black Jock. Mirror. And Snyder's The Black Mirror. Yeah. Franco Villa, also oh, on that one. That tells the story of uh, Gordon coming to grips with his son, coming out of prison, and possibly you know, straightening and flying right. All right, cool. Maybe you'll hate it if you hate this Batman, you know? I don't know. I, but, but again, I'm not a DC guy. I've never been a well, DC neither have guy. neither have I. I despise Booster Gold and everything he encompasses. He's Blue Beetle. Batman. Well, do we want to go down the list of awful DC <laughs> creations? Uh, Green Lantern. Batman, yeah. But we said that about Batman, and I wanted to go back and reread, and I still have not done it. Because I want to literally, I was. I said on the episode where, how, why is this coming up now where even Alfred didn't even bring this stuff up? Does the arc end with, like, maybe Batman was just, like, stoned the whole time? And, like, because I know he's been he's, He almost died in the last issue. Like, he was underwater. Dying. Yeah. At the end of every issue, he almost died, I think. Actually, yeah, because he jumped out of a building in like the first or second issue. Yeah, that's uh, it. What was it. So, what are you down to? And uh, DC books. DC, DC books. Batman, Justice League, which I'll probably drop because Gene Ha is drawing the next arc. 
Jim Lee, man, after six issues. <laughs> Can't even... <laughs> he just he, had a he kid. trying to run a business. I don't care. He did Hush. At least he did Hush and yeah, but he was, was he running the business when he did Hush? Running the business. He's doing Twitter book clubs with Jeff Johns <laughs> talking about uh, how good the issue was. And That's what people, running the business looks like. He it's Twitters at like 4 a.m. and he's drawing comic books. I don't That's know how that guy does it. He couldn't even keep up his uh, Twitter book club. What was because... Jeff Johns' Twitter about this weekend? That was horrific. He was sitting in a cereal aisle for two hours taking pictures <laughs> in the water. I would have kicked him out too. Yeah, he should have been kicked out. I don't know what is happening with Jeff Johns. He's he's I don't know. Um, what else? I was into JLI for a while, and then I just kind of. I read that because of you. You didn't like it. It was all right. Okay. It just I, I was I liked it. I just didn't. You know, the new issue came out. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, how, I'm kind of getting that feeling. Like even uh, the books that I'm still collecting. I'm kind of just like I don't. I don't really have, have a drive. I mean, there's nothing really driving me. Maybe yeah. Animal Man. Even Animal Man and Swamp Thing. I liked. I didn't like Swamp Thing as much. I liked Animal Man, but I think I have like you know the last five issues on my iPad. I just haven't as yeah. sat down to read them yet. And the one issue of Animal Man was like, like twenty three out of the twenty four pages were like where Buddy Baker was in a movie. Like it was scenes from the movie he started, oh, right. and his like son was watching the Did movie. Did you say you didn't like that one? You didn't like that? I, I thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah. What else? Uh, Superman is dreadful. It's an abomination. It is. They really blew it. Fact. They blew it. Did you read Superman? I read Action until all of a sudden the story just stopped for no apparent reason and turned into something else. The, the Legion. Yeah, but okay. I liked I liked the whole city in a bottle thing. That I thought that was kind that of that comes cool back. Callback. I think this week or maybe, next week. Maybe I'll read that. Um and uh, what's his face is back Rags Morales. Yeah, I liked his art on that. Uh, what else? Um, Mcon, what are you sticking with in the you know, the DC? Oh boy, Mike. Anything? Um, Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lightning round that will live in infamy. Right. <laughs> um. So wait, what are you? What's on your your list, Dale? Um, Justice League. I think I may drop as well. Batwoman's that's on there. Green Lantern's on there. Ugh. Animal Man, and I think that's it. I just recently dropped All Star Western. I just couldn't uh, keep up with that, and a couple of the other ones. I just, you know, the the uh, novelty is worn off on me, and I'm just back to not. You're back to Umberto Ramos oh, every yeah. week. God, just enter me. I would let him. <laughs> I would let it would happen. Oh God. Um. Yeah. Okay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> How can we not after that? <laughs> I think I might make that a rent done. Uh, I like him too. And the other question, who will be back episode 50? Who yeah, is going to be the new host? The guy predicted Mark Farrington. He I says mean, Mark Farrington. He's got a lot he's of not even, he's, he's the dark horse. He's a speculator. No pun Two intended. on the nose. Two wine Two on the nose. Two on the nose? Yeah, yeah I mean. Tune in to episode We've 50. seen it all before. Yeah. You know? It, the answer will shock you. Maybe it'll just be me and Dale. It episode might, fifty. Yeah, change it up. I don't know. Um, sacrifices must be made if you want to stay on this podcast. You and me always. Uh, EchoRift.com. Check it out. Mcon. Connolly dot com. Right. That's it. Uh, yes, sir. Tumblr. Google Plus. Google Plus. Uh, hanging Google on Plus. for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might be the only two people left on Google Plus. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're renaming Google Plus to EchoRift.net. No, well, thanks Thanks for coming by. Maybe we'll see you guys next week as the new permanent hosts. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, we'll see everybody. A lot of fun. 
at least Dale and I will be here next week. Absolutely. All right, goodbye. for creating the segment, Dale. Uh, well, uh, you know, I just thought it would be uh, cool to, you know, let people in. Inside you. Inside me. In your heart. And to, uh, in your heart is what we're talking heart, about. Yeah. Do we tell the Garvey Connolly connection what episode 50's book club is? Did we tell? Yeah. Do you, I would like to know. I'd like to know. Usagi Yojimbo. Whoa. Ace. Rabbits. Gotta like rabbits. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hurry, the rabbitoid knight. Of Echo Rift is that is correct. That's a big one. That's epic. I know. History. I'm excited about it. It uh, was Slim's idea, so you know. I mean, if you want to compliment compliment me any further, I feel challenged by the North Carolina guy. I feel like I have to (laughs) just say the opposite of whatever I say. Terrible decision. Uh, Yeah, I think we can get those in the Dark Horse app, right? Usagi. Oh yeah. Ujimbo. They might be. Have they might have bundles. I love the bundles. Yeah. Can I can I say that Dark Horse Comics and. Hey, I would love, you know, we'd all love to have Dark Horse Comics and the Comicsology app. We're all big Dark Horse fans, right? You know, yeah, you know, it's just maybe that's not the route that we'll uh, we'll see. You know, we we'd be very happy to have them. There is a publisher, little square for them, but God knows what's in it. Uh, the Hellboy number one and the Helm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I you know. know. You I know, probably, I know what's you, in there. <laughs> sounds like you look at it daily, <laughs> staring. Uh, Dark Horse. The Plague The plague Ships, Baltimore. Oh, I need to get that bundle for the new Baltimore. Yeah, the Curse Bells. Nine bucks. That kind of made me pause, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's, you know, not it's quite like a, bundly it's like a, enough. It's like a dollar savings, I think. Yeah. Uh, do you read Baltimore, the Plague Ships? I'm Garvey not. Connolly Connection? I'm sort of, like, moving into Dark Horse. I haven't really read anything. But BPRD? Nope. First bundle's two ninety nine for three issues. Really? Get it. I'll do that. Yeah. It's good, because I think the first issue's free. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I downloaded the first issue, and I went online and grabbed the bundle. Downloaded it. It's good. And then y'all draw that, or is it one of the He wrote that? it. Okay. Uh, Ryan Sook was on art, who's fantastic, fits the, the universe very well. I mean, you only knows how to pick them. I, I mean, I don't know if he actually chooses all the artists, but... yeah. I mean, but the, they do a great job of writing. The Hellboy Universe like, vibe is yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely it's set. really uh, back to art direction. I mean, mm-hmm. it's awesome that there's just a consistent look. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get from a Mignola project. Product. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe I will download the new Baltimore on the way home. Oh, God, it's so good. Is it the same artist on the second? Oh, yeah, I think it is, yeah. Is that good? It's so good. Steven. Well, it's, it's like a, he's like a vampire hunter, the Baltimore I guess it's it's yeah it was it's it's based on a book, isn't it? Or the main, the character Baltimore has novels previously. Yeah, he has one big he has one novel, and that's when he got turned into Baltimore. He was a World War One. Yeah, it takes uh, World War One. I. I was thinking World War Two, but yeah, okay. And then uh, then there's two runs of comics after the uh, the novel, the Baltimore novel, the Plague Ships, and uh, the Curse Bells. What was Good that? Stuff. Um, I think Dale had like a barbecue or pool party. You show me, you show me um, like a comic on. Uh, what was that comic? Oh, that had? bumble pickle folded mini comic yeah. thing. Was that your idea? Did you see that? Uh, no. Someone else do that. I saw. I think it's a drink and draw or like a free comic book day kind of thing that I saw, 
And uh, yeah, you, you fold up a comic book um, to almost the last fold, and then you draw a panel for every fold, so it opens up and becomes, and it ends up being five pages. That blew my mind. When it I blew saw my it. mind too. I was I ready mean, to like invest in your business. I, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 mean, me I did idea. invent it. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys on uh, Create Space or my face or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. The one thing I wrote down from tonight's episode was Warren Ellis. Uh, do you follow his Tumblr at all? Yes, but I haven't in a little while. He, people ask him, um, when is his next creator-owned book coming out? And he always responds with some kind of vague, I've gotten screwed over from every artist that I've had in my comics history, yeah. so I don't have anyone to use. Yeah, he's wow. getting real picky as he's getting older. What's the backstory? Is Temple Smith in that list? Where I, like I don't know. I mean, and, and but he still support. I don't know because he still supports guys like who drew um, Freak Angels. He was fantastic, and he supports him. He's got yeah. in his own book, Duffield Paul Duffield. Um, so I don't know. I mean, but but he does and on Whitechapel. I used to hang out on the Whitechapel forums, right. and he was pretty interactive. Um, and uh, but he that was a real recurring theme. But a lot of it's also like, is it maybe it's stuff that we don't know about? Maybe he's got projects that got started and just never came out. He does a lot of stuff through Avatar too. Like for a while there was real like hard British, sexy, gory. Um, I don't know if he's been doing that too much, but I know he was doing a lot of stuff. He doesn't with do Cross. That's Garth Ennis, right? Right. Yeah. It's funny with his um, uh, the Whitechapel uh, form. I, I never got the impression that he'd be at war with his artists. He seemed like, but he—I don't know. I never sensed it as being really at war, but it definitely like sort of. It sounds like he just has—he's had bad. The way he made it sound was—I I made a mental note. It sounded like he just had bad luck with artists being reliable. And I wasn't sure if there was like some kind of public thing about it that I don't remember. And he's got a—I mean, if I'm, unless I'm wrong, he's got a reputation of really taking care of his artists. Like he's definitely a guy who gets—I think uh, who was the other one? You know, he gets paid last. And mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that when he did Freak Angels, because that was a pretty aggressive. That was six pages a week. And I'm pretty sure Duffield got paid. Um, and then you know, Ellis got paid on the back end. And mm -hmm. it, you know, Jay Broobs or Ed Broobs, right? Didn't doesn't yeah, he does the same thing. Um, and he was talking about his uh, the Fatal and and that series of stuff. Shall he talks about how everybody gets paid before him. And yeah, you know, if you think about the business in the long run, the graphic novels, if they're successful, will earn a lot more money. But mm -hmm. um, but he said he still hasn't made money off any of those books personally. Wow. Um, because he pays everyone else first and. You know that whole Kirkman Moore thing that's going on. Remender was on Twitter, just like yeah. I remember he went like ape crap the <laughs> like a week or two weeks before that came out, and yeah. then I was like, oh, that's why he lost his mind on Twitter. Yeah, because he and Moore and I got I, from listening. Yes, they're to buddies. Yeah, well, I mean, Fear Agent. I mean, it yeah. seemed it seemed like Moore left Kirkman to go hang out with Remender, like more uh, oh yeah 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 they like right around the time he stopped working on walking dead was when he went started you know why i want dark horse in comiXology fear agent for fear agent mm. although the rights changed a bit i think it started image and then went to dark horse yeah they sold it it's a pretty cool story they were both like starving and dark horse offered them a deal and they said well sell it to us and we'll let you retain rights and we'll pay you a salary to keep making it hmm and uh, Remender said... Such a great story. Yeah, and Remender said that they, yeah. they took it because it enabled them to be able to keep making comics. Can you imagine if they come out with, like, a Fear Agent omnibus? Oh, oh man, nice, beautiful hardcover. I would buy that so fast. It's not even funny. That really yeah. is one of the best comics of the last 20 years. Yeah. I mean, and I, it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. That needs to get a digital audience. I, I mean, Dark Horse put it up on their app. I don't care. I'd buy that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just think of all the people that have never read it. 
and would I mean the first put make the first issue free. How many people would that hook? On that's, that a, yeah. that's a strong first issue. Remember that mm-hmm. first issue? Yeah, yeah, the end of that. It's beautiful. And I loved. I think we talked about it when we talked. Was what show did we do? Fear Agent was that the comics podcast? No, that was a yeah, uh, that was paper, paper cake. cake. Was it? Was it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, did the cover. That was yeah. the early one. Um, how they changed the numbering to be like the Dark Horse limited series numbering. Yeah. And then they eventually backtracked a bit and started with the regular numbering. That was cool. Because I remember having that first when they renumbered it to one of so-and-so, but then they kept the master numbering inside. Yeah. Um, what was that What was that when it told the story of what happened to the planet? It was like the long kiss goodbye. Yeah. That was the first one that I bought, and to me that was like the first issue of the series. So I mm-hmm. hopped in. Yeah. If I had known that that was issue 16 on the cover, I probably never would have bought it. And it works. was a great jumping on point. It mm-hmm. was written real well. It worked yeah. Out. I just got these... Um, uh, the Hellboy Library editions, these hardcover Hellboy books, and uh, they're all bundled up like that too. They're not lump numbered in any way. They're just like Hellboy, the first you know this title story, Plague of Frogs, and then mm-hmm. not that because that's BPR day. But um, I haven't even cracked them open yet. I just got them from uh, like Amazon, hmm. and uh, they're all bundled up just like little mini series titles. And yeah, stuff I love like that. that. Yeah, it's great. You great got the the BPRD big bundle sale, Dark Horse. Didn't yeah, you? I did. Have, so have you had time to read any of them? I read yet? the first two. So the first far. two trades? No, the first two comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked the. Uh, I like. I think it's the Hollow Earth. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not, was, really Nazis, good. monsters. You know, fantasy. Sold. And then what more do you need? Every every person that like the hipster comics fans that like make fun of Cape Comics, they all love BPRD. Oh, yeah? They always come back to BPRD as being, like, the pinnacle of comics right now. Does that ever turn you off? Like, you were talking about with, like, Trail Sing, when people are like, I love it! Like, sometimes that kind of stuff, and, and I've read stuff, or even TV shows like The Shield. I didn't watch The Shield. Yeah, years. yeah. And uh, then you go and read it, and you're like, oh, this is all it's cracked up to be. But I get turned off. I think I call, I, I think we've talked about that a lot. I think I, I just call that reverse hype. Well, that's just <laughs> me, where if someone says they like something and they talk about it all the time, I just, I'm just i not going to read it now. <laughs> yeah, just, you oversell something and yeah. you just lose your audience you're trying to convince. Right. Yeah, right, you see absolutely. it enough times. It's, I don't know. There's probably a smarter term for it, but that's just how I usually approach things. One but. word, Sandman. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's Sandman is probably over-hype. in that list. Yeah. Sandman. I'll probably hate it. It'll be like Transmetropolitan. That's, that's Luther for you. You won't watch Luther. Trolling me this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's why does Luther sound Luther? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was was just hopping and grinding all over Luther, I mean, and I wanted off. to strangle everybody that's talking about it. Gobo was on all over God, Luther. God, I think he, that's what he he gets paid to tweet. He's heavy. Guy. He's heavy breathing on Gobo on uh, Luther <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah. What was what's happened on the most recent episode of PKW? I can't remember. I think I I wrote in, but they haven't posted it yet. What was it? I might. Have t- I think it was during the Image Expo. Oh yeah, because uh, J.M. Stump went. Yeah, didn't he? That was up in his neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Stumpy, rubbing, rubbing elbows, rubbing elbows with legends. I'll never call him Stumpy. I'll, <laughs> I'll never do that. Jumpy. I meant Jumpy. You know how he gets. Um, jumpy better than Stumpy. The, yeah. The, so that reminded me when mm-hmm. I said that I hated uh, PK forty seven, and then people ended up liking it. Said I was like, I wonder if people would like the drunk show that we never posted. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was a crazy night. Woo, crazy, that terrible, terrible day. <laughs> I, I think I want to listen back to that again one day. Why? So you can get mad? 
so you could think about all the people we lost along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Brad really wants that show posted. Yeah, he does. He wants to get his voice out there. I wonder if, people. He, if as soon as he heard it, he would probably just poop himself. I think we broke his heart not posting it. Yeah, he was ready. I mean, he was so excited to record it. I know. But if he heard, if he would listen back, oh man, thirty. It was thirty minutes, and I pulled the plug and I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the, right. worst, one, one of the worst <laughs> what, experiences what, of my life. What killed it? What was the? It was, was the we straw were. I mean, uh, red flag A, we were drunk. Yeah. Red flag B, we were drunk, and then there was some, there's we tried to have some semblance of a format, but. It just like all of it, it was, it started out as a formatted kind of show, but then it just like broke loose and there was like side conversations all on mic, but like two people were talking to each other over there and then two people were talking to I each other here. Bad. It was, it just that's, broke that's, apart. That's like, always my worst fear on these podcasts is, and I tried doing the, uh, CSI Miami intro and, uh, it just sounded terrible. <laughs> what was that? I don't remember that. <laughs> I like, I remember I virtually, I imaginarily took my glasses <laughs> off and I went, yeah. Like the uh, wow, the you get fooled thing, again. You did, you did something that night where I literally cried laughing. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> was that when Brad tried to spell something? <laughs> I got up in his face. <laughs> remember? <laughs> you can't even spell, Brad. I screamed to him in his face or something like that. This sounds awesomer every step. It of was, yeah, was that on the podcast? That was not on the podcast. Now that was uh, what was that New York Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, New York Comic Con. You had that fancy spot. We went there and Stumpy, Jumpy, stopped by. It was a it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was fun. It was working it. Comic Con. Live tweeting of you ironing your blazer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dress shirt. I Waking up. Sat at home wishing. <laughs> I, I remember after the uh, after that night, man. That Sunday, you were so hungover. Oh you had to go to god, work. I was sick. What happened? Oh my god, I was obliterated. I lost my wedding ring. I don't even remember yeah. walking back to the hotel room. <laughs> It was, I was we like, all wanted to stop for cheesecakes, and we're like, you know what? Let's just get Slim back because he's got cheesecakes. Yeah, yeah, I got to the point where I I knew I had to stop. Like I I think I'm a, I'm pretty good drunk where I know that I'm at the point of no return. Where if things keep keep going at the pace they're going, then something horrendous is going to happen, and I'll right. be, and I might you know just not be in a place <laughs> I want to be at. Right. And I, so <laughs> a dark place. Yeah. At Matt Loward, walked me back to the hotel. The guy's a saint. And I. I think that was at that point it was like two a.m. and I had to be, might even be later, but I had to be up and working early in the morning, and I knew that I was going to be ill in the morning. But that because if you're so hammered at like four hours before you need to go somewhere, you're still going to be hammered or <laughs> violently you're ill. If you're not still yeah, it drunk. only gets worse. Yeah. yeah. So if you get up that early. Like, uh, the second I stood up, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. I moved too fast. <laughs> and it took me, like, ten minutes just to stand up. And, oh, my God, that was an awful day. NYCC, after dark. Yeah. But your standards are so high that, like, I do doubt when you're like, oh, we can't. That's Yeah, terrible. yeah. But if it's a bunch of people having separate conversations at once, that probably is too hard to listen yeah, to. No, it broke, yeah, it definitely broke apart. Like, the beginning, the first 15 minutes or so wasn't bad. So but did you just a little snippet. It just got, it's got, bra- it's got bad. Maybe we should, like, tease it. At the end of one episode, I always thought about releasing it when we like had a catastrophe. We couldn't record one week and just put it out there. <laughs> yeah, this is what you get. Yeah, like this is what you wanted. Here you go. <laughs> it would all, I almost came out with this one with this podcast right here. I don't talk about it. It still might. <laughs> so let's. Uh... It'll be. Yeah. We'll, our, wow. the, the, the new third host will just be clips of that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll we'll, talk just, we'll just miscellaneous. We'll just play clips. Soundboard. Soundboard. What do you think about that third host? You yeah. can't even spell, Brad. <laughs>
Uh, that was a good week. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Paper keg forty nine. Some things happening though. Some things in the pipeline for. Uh, yeah. Future. Uh, can, we, can, can we tease that? that? Future convention. Paper keg infinite. Paper keg infinite. Yeah, we're all, we're changing what? our Twitter. <laughs> What's the date for that possibility that we're teasing? May thirty first to June third. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just gonna be me and Dale. Just hey. Maybe. Imagine <laughs> me and you in eight feet of table space. Eight feet. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for, for four days, you could lay side by side, be yeah. like performance art. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want. I. It's just too insane to think about. We can't. Uh, well, let's just leave it there. Yeah. That's it. Hour that's and a half. Fire. We got to wrap it up. But Good. no, seriously, wow. thanks, guys, uh, for coming. Thanks for coming in, guys. We really appreciate was it. Awesome. Uh, uh, the reign of the replacements uh, officially has ended. That's it. With Dale this, and I yeah. have made a decision on the new host. It will be revealed. Episode 50. Stay tuned. I don't see.